Hello, I'm Anne-Marie and I'm from The Grumpy Goat and this is Charlie and you are listening to The Real Running Podcast. Tom Cannon, and welcome to episode 14 of the Real Reading Podcast. We're recording this on Wednesday the 18th of April, and our guests this week, multiple guests, are Charlie Beattie, Anne-Marie Beattie, and John Luther, uh, who are the team behind the Craft Theory Festival. Um, we'll talk about Craft Theory Festival in a little bit. Um, if you want to get involved in the show, you can follow and write to us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast. And if you're able to, please leave us a little review on five star review. Five star review on Apple Podcasts. There's no point in leaving a lower star review because they just don't really mean anything. No, people won't believe you either. No, they'll they'll listen to the first episode and just thought. How could you possibly have ever even given that one star? <laughs> especially those awkward early ones where it was just me and Hugh. Or maybe the Easter special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the less said about the Easter special, the better. We tried our best. We know it wasn't. No, well, I found it in, but, you know, at least I was there. Um... So, as well as the interview with Charlie, Amory, and John, uh, we have all the usual features, including what we've liked this week, and returning finally, Fort explains it all. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! I can't whoop. Good old mock excitement. <laughs> <laughs> what is on uh, Fort explains it all this week, Hugh? Just well, a quick, just keep it brief. Yeah, I know you've been away. Everyone in Reddit's favourite subject: potholes. <gasps> Well, that was brief. Okay, um, we've got a little bit more time to fill on that, but it's okay. We'll move on, we'll move on. Um, Hugh, I understand, uh, and, and regular listeners will know, that Hugh does not listen to the podcast at all. Uh, he gets all of all of his news from his mother. Um, however, I believe, Mr Fort, you listened to the podcast last week. Is this true? I listened to about two-thirds of it, um, because I wasn't on it. I wasn't very interested in it. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I thought I better listen to it because they're bound to be rude about me because I'm not on there, and you were. <laughs> but yes, I believe about two minutes in, we were particularly rude about you. And uh, uh, yeah, okay. Um, what have you been doing? Where have you been? At my house in West Berkshire. Um, You're not going to be more specific than that. Door number in which? the Great Calcot area. <laughs> Postcode, <laughs> road name. I'm not no, not going to give my full address. Then. He doesn't own anything of any use anyway, so don't worry. This is true. Yes, you can't nip my car because I don't have one. <laughs> it was nipped. Did you have a nice week off? I had a very nice week off, yes. Um, what did I do? Um, various things, getting ready for the new cricket season, which starts on Saturday. Oh, <sighs> exciting. Have you managed to find any female players yet? Uh, our club female membership is steady. It's between zero and five. I'm going to be more specific on that. Considering we went in depth at the it's gender pay gap last week, are we we're looking at the cricket the cricket gap now. The cricket gap, which I can say, Twyford and Ruskin was excelling in terms of a very high percentage improvement of from from how many female players we had two years ago to how many we have now, which is a hundred percent improvement. Okay, so one, one. Okay, all right, fine, good. Doing our bit for gender equality. Jenny, how do you feel about that? You can go and play cricket. Yeah. You're, you're sporty. I don't care about cricket. So. No, okay, <laughs> but you'd have a bat. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm sorry. This conversation is going to 
come to a very mm-hmm. fast dead end because I just don't care enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Hugh. I was just teasing because do you remember now? Few weeks ago, when Hugh came on, did a did a plea for some I remember, players yes. to join his team, and I just wanted to know whether women could also play. So I was just kind of teasing. Yeah. I didn't mean to get into an in-depth <laughs> debate about the cricket gender gap. So did that person, did that did this female cricketer join directly as a result of your plea on the Real Reading podcast? No, she's the wife of one of our players. Uh-huh. They both joined at the same time. Okay. Um, Which one's better? Who's the better but cricketer? Is she allowed to play or does she just make the teams? No, she plays. She, she plays. She's played on many occasions. Okay. Um, he plays for our first team. Okay. She plays for our friendly team. Okay. But who's better? Who's the better cricketer overall? I'm going to say her because otherwise my life maybe made harder he's, he's quite dosed it off <laughs> and she plays for my team as well whereas he, okay. he plays for the superstars in the first day fine fine I think we'll let you off the hook on this now um, settle you nicely back in well done um, it is nice outside it's isn't lovely. it I mean let's hope it's going as on Friday uh, yeah, I don't know what that occurred to me. On Wednesday, it's beautiful. Yeah, well, on Thursday, it's supposed to be beautiful. On Friday, I think it's kind of almost beautiful. It's definitely going to be beautiful yeah. Friday, definitely. I mean, if it's not, we but it might. has been lovely this week. It's been so yeah. nice and warm today. Finally, stopped raining. At last. <sighs> we just had a. We went for lunch and sat in Bobby Gardens. Oh. It was heaving. There were so many people. Don't you love the sunshine? Everyone's just got a smile on their face. I walked a long way to work this morning so I could take in more of the River Thames. And go to Pret. Yes. I can go to Pret whenever I go. Also, one of the traits of the British is the sun appears through the clouds. This is a trait of men, I've noticed, actually. The flip-flops and shorts, they clearly be keeping in, in... close proximity to, to them at all times through the winter appear magically as soon as the temperature gets, gets above nine degrees and they strut around like they're on holiday in Cyprus um, and you, I mean it's a, nice, it's a nice day today but you see it on much colder days yeah. and you think you're probably a bit cold really aren't you but you perhaps misjudged this <laughs> we'd, we'd never admit it no, no. I'm doing alright today I've not spotted any uh, grossly pale beer bellies out and about you know sometimes like mm. say when the shorts come out and the flip flops come out the vests come off yeah um, you can see me running around earlier curiously <laughs> yeah. the, the only the only professions where you seem to wear shorts all year round is uh, being a sportsman a footballer a rugby player yeah. etc or a postman yes uh, they always wear shorts. shorts but I can imagine postmen walking around whatever the way they're getting a bit sweaty getting a bit chafy especially if they're doing you know the big paper round. It's not great. It sounds, like, it sounds like a uh, children's book, the, the Chafee Postman. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to read that. Um, okay, uh, on to what we've liked this week. Jenny, uh, things you've liked this week. I had a lovely day off on Monday. Again? I know, I'm getting loads of them. It's but yeah, coming fast and furious right now. Um, I went to Thames Lido and it was so beautiful. Thames Lido? Uh, apparently not. No. Oh, okay. I always, I thought so. Um, I'd have said Lido. They they say Lido, potato potato. Okay. Lido Lido. Who says potato? <laughs> <laughs> Many people. Americans. Potato. 
I like posh people, I'd say. Potato. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're going to have potato dauphinoise. <laughs> anyway sorry um, Thames Lido Lido or Lido whichever you prefer um, and it was it was really really nice I, I did I have been once before just after it opened yeah um, I think it was actually the 1st of December and it was very cold um, but this week it was lovely the pool was heated to about 26 degrees uh, the sauna was no, they've got two saunas they've got dry sauna and they're kind of like a steamy sauna but it's not like a steam room it's just they call it a wet sauna anyway it, it was really nice I had a massage um, and then I had a really nice lunch it was a part of a deal they were doing in April um, okay. so they had like a kind of a special offer and a package but it's so lovely to see what they've done there um, and the kind of little touches that they've they've kept so we went with, I went with my husband and his parents and um, his mum used to do her swimming lessons there right. wow. uh, in you know in the olden days and she was pointing out all the little things that she remembered by the front door as you go in through the spa entrance you won't see it probably if you're just going for a meal because you're going through a different entrance but if you go to the spa reception by the front door there's this external brick wall with all these kind of holes dug out of it yeah. and she was telling me that um when they used to line up for their swimming lessons, all the boys used to stand with the coins. I think it was a threepenny bit, she said. Um, <laughs> and and they had a machine to put them in. Yeah. And uh, they used to kind of like gouge little holes out oh, and like wow. kind of make all the dust of the bricks come out. And all of those holes are still there. And there are kind of cracked tiles um, that they haven't fixed or replaced just because that's how it was when they took it over. And they, they wanted to keep the original tiles um, and they've got the deep end and the shallow end signs still there. Um, it's all one. It's all one. One depth now, but um, but they still got those signs up. Just kind of little nods to, yeah. to how it used to be. It's really lovely. I only remember obviously seeing it in pictures of looking derelict. So yeah. um, I, I've not can't haven't been to the new one. Because um, you're quite old, aren't you? So you might have had your school swimming lessons there. I lived. I grew up in Bracknell. We didn't have swimming pools, <laughs> or water, or He's running electricity. Old. You're also not that old. Are you? <laughs> First and foremost, I was even lucky to go to school. <laughs> Bracknell's got a fantastic swimming pool. I know, and it was definitely there when I was growing up. So I know it was there when you were growing up. I know. I worked there. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. It was of really, really nice. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I recommend, I do recommend going out, obviously it can be a bit pricey, yeah. um, So, but their Facebook page has often got, I've got a couple of deals on their Facebook page. So like the Facebook page? Quite a lot, like the Facebook page, keep your eyes out for, for package deals, because it is really, really lovely, but yeah, it's a, I know that okay. it can be a bit pricey for some people. Worth looking out for, there's definitely offers yes. going on there, okay, great, sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, Mr. Fort. Yes, this isn't necessarily anything new, but it's a discovery I've made recently, not racistly, recently. <laughs> Stay steady. It's not that sort of podcast. This is recommended to me by Mrs. Jenny Slevin, um, Sam's Raps. Okay. Uh, What's he on, MTV? Yeah. The H1? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Sam Raps. Oh my Sam Raps. It's yeah. like doing a podcast with my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I knew MTV. <laughs> That's true. You actually give me some credit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Sam's Raps, I'm sure, as I'm sure everyone knows, is a little unit in uh, Broad Street where. Don't, don't talk about units. 
<laughs> we did that it's, last week. It's not a massive sheet. It is a uh, somewhere where you can buy <laughs> buy food. Um, there's chicken wraps, yeah. uh, Caribbean chicken wrap, chicken curry wrap, puri puri, and I think a plain chicken wrap as well. Okay. And you can have it medium, which is quite spicy, or hot, which is extremely spicy, <laughs> as I found out the first time I went there. <laughs> sitting at my desk eating my delicious wrap with sweat pouring down my face uh, to the point where I had to go, go to the toilet and blow my nose because it was running so much. Keisha and I said they must have put more chilli sauce in yours than they put in ours. Well, I'm a wimp. <laughs> Couldn't be that. I, I think I, that's what they were alluding I, I've to. I've gone from um, hot chilli sauce to yoghurt and mint. That's <laughs> my preferred, preferred uh, sauce. But, uh, it's a great place, very popular, as well as a queue, and they give you what seems to be relatively healthy, cheap chicken and salad and a bit, bit of cheese if you want, and um, for a fiver, and it's a really nice little place for lunch. Where's it normally located? Broad, Broad Street. Street. Outside. Kind of opposite pret isn't it? Yeah. Manger? <laughs> Stop it. Sorry. Away in a, away in a manger. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, okay. and I've discovered it recently and I think it's great. It is really, I mean, you get a lot of food. You get a lot of food for a five year. You yeah. don't need to buy any, anything else for your lunch. Just no. We have been, haven't we? And yes. uh, it was good, I must admit. It was delicious. I didn't have the spicy one though either. Uh, yeah. You had the medium. It's a fiery paste they put in <laughs> Um, mine this week was the Craft Theory Festival. I can't remember if, I think we did bring up Craft Theory last week on the podcast, yes, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah, um, I think it was um, almost sold out when it was, we spoke about it, though. It was, yeah, and certainly by Friday it was sold out, and neither of us had bothered to sort ourselves out any tickets. Anyway, um, a friend of mine uh, messaged me to say, that, was I going? Um, and I said no, because I hadn't sorted myself out. And he said, well, uh, I might have some spare tickets. So it turned out he had one ticket. And I went. Fantastic. So I snuck in, and it was great. It was really, really good. It was in the two... So it was at South Street Arts Centre, um, and this all ties in with what we're going to talk to um, Anne-Marie, Charlie, and John uh, in, the, in the interview later on. Uh, but it was just great. There were, there were, I think, there were eight or nine different breweries. Some come, One had come from Yorkshire, some from across in Europe, I think Amsterdam. and I've got to be honest, it's a bit hazy. Um, I got there <laughs> about... Yeah, so Siren was there, Elusive was there. They're, they're both in Finch Hampstead, both on the same, um, next to Hogwood. fine. <laughs> this is dad joke podcast today, isn't it? Um, it's, yeah, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're both in Finch Hampstead. Uh, there was, as I said, there were a couple of others. Um, but, yeah, certainly from slightly further field. But, like, the beers were, were all pretty strong. You were given a half pint glass... Um, and just there was just some absolutely fantastic beers. Beers are a little bit expensive, but that's because the percentage is a little bit higher, so you can kind of understand that a little bit. But it was just a really good night with live music. Not that we really spent any time listening to any, um, but just wandering around South Street between the two the two rooms, and just, just I've never been in South Street either before, and it just it was really nice. It's really, really space. impressed with it. So they had a recent refurb as well. They did about, about a year, about a year or so ago. ago. Yeah, it looks really, really nice. It's sort of it's kind of got a sort of community centre, but we've spent a bit of time looking after it kind of vibe going on, which was, you know, it's got a nice bar and stuff, so that was really good. Anyway, craft theory, great. Uh, I will certainly be organising myself, and probably, well, certainly you, Jenny, probably not you, because you don't drink. Um, but we'll try and organise something next year and make sure we all get to go. Absolutely. I don't drink, but I am quite interested in theory. So I would like to know what the craft theory oh is. Sorry, listeners. Um, thanks, guys. 
And now it's time for Fort. A welcome return, I should add, for Fort Explains It All. talking about potholes it's one of the things that get reading gets contacted about more more than anything else pretty much it's the state of the roads around here and pretty much a standard response from uh, on social media to any story about council doing anything which which regards spending any money sooner or later someone will say why don't they fix the potholes first um, why don't they you because council financing does not work like that of course it doesn't you it does not um, the council has a pot of money he's just given us a look to say he's really pleased with that my excellent punnage there is a pot of money for repairs around the around the area um, it's 1.361 million pounds and it gets spent um, on a combination of big roads and small roads it's, you, you might think it is just the, the main commuter routes um, like Bath Road for example where the other day an enormous pothole opened that we that I took a video of. I'm very disappointed uh, you didn't go and sit in it. I, I, I'm surprised you didn't fall in it. It was yeah. that big. It could have been lost forever. It was a proper pit. It had certainly solved Reading's need for new swimming pools. <laughs> it, really, it really would. That would be a little bit if I did. Um, and for true dramatic effect, I started filming it, filming it, and the second car which went past went cracking into it, both wheels. What noise did it make? It went. Like that. Oh. And there was a must have been a collective wince for the poor driver who <laughs> somehow failed to spot it. Um, it was fixed very quickly and remains fixed, which is good. But the, the size of it was it was huge um, and gen- definitely dangerous. If a moped or a cyclist had somehow not seen it, gone in it, they would have had all sorts of problems. Um, so it's road. Yes, roads all around. Reading are scheduled for pothole repairs. Um, it's done throughout the year. Um, there are various levels of priority, and also the council has, has a system in place where potholes like that are deemed to be emergencies, and so they get done straight away. Essentially, as enough people report them. Um, so, if you live in a particularly potholey road, um, the chances are the chances are you are going to get some sort of repairs at some point um, but your potholes need to be 50 millimetres deep <laughs> good great um, I know you live in I'm going out with a ruler <laughs> you live in Southcote I believe Tom Southcote uh, Southcote 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 uh, where there are for my travels I've noticed some particularly <laughs> impressive specimens on the roads in Southcote um, if I were allowed to swear on our podcast I would say they were flipping awful it's your podcast do what you want Tom it's not my podcast it's our podcast We've interrupted him. <laughs> Cut his throw off. Um, oh, sorry. And just to go back to the the money thing, um, everybody wants their roads done, and everyone thinks, no doubt, thinks that their roads are probably the worst around. Definitely, um, but, yeah. But the council has got some fairly decent science on this matter in terms of priority. But what was interesting is they said they've got this budget of one point three million. I think they're getting some more money soon. On top of that, um, but a street care services manager whose name's Sam Sheen was speaking at a meeting I went to the other day and he said ideally in an ideal world where 
money was no object, they would spend another two million pounds on top of the money they already have mm. on repairing the roads every year. So um, that means they have not even got half as much money as they no. they would like to to do the roads. So it's very difficult every time it snows. Um, yeah. The roads are further damaged. Of course. And Hopefully we won't be getting any more of that this year, though. No. Well, certainly not this not for the next half few of the year. And um, resurfacing work obviously also needs to do, you need to potentially close roads or close off parts of roads and have our good friend, the temporary traffic light, um, <laughs> in place for this. Friend of the show. A friend of the show, of which there are definitely a few already in Reading <laughs> at the moment, causing all sorts of problems. So, so um there we have got a list on our website of um, where the council's hoping the, the sort of basic program of repairs where the council hopes to do over the course of the year. Um, like I say, in terms of emergencies like the crater in Bath Road, they will go out there and do it as soon as they can. Um, but they can't do every single road in Reading because they don't have the money. So, yeah. and it's definitely not two million pounds that the government has made available to Reading Borough Council. I think it's about three hundred thousand pounds. Slightly slightly less than three hundred thousand pounds I think that was yeah. announced to Yes, it's not it's, it's like a top up. It's not yeah. um, it's not it will do a few more roads but not many. Um, and so if you have got a lot of potholes in the in your road, particularly ones that are noticeably causing damage, tell the council and they'll go through their processes and see if they can do do anything about it but the kind of smaller cracks and wear and tear probably have to wait unfortunately it's um there's, there's a couple of things that just just come to mind obviously you say like everybody thinks that the the potholes in their road are the worst but equally everybody thinks the potholes in their town or city are also the worst but this isn't just a reading problem it's absolutely everywhere um, it's, it a, it's a problem that you know, I've said before in the podcast that the job that I do here takes me around the country quite a lot and there are potholes big as big if not bigger in other towns and cities around the country it's, on the motorways yeah. there's it's quite billions problem. and billions mm. and billions nationally and um, I think I imagine local newspapers <laughs> everywhere have there are thousands and thousands of people around the country yeah. all saying that they're there yeah. in Bristol or Hull or somewhere like that is definitely the worst in the country the other thing that, that came to mind, and, and I realise um, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to um, cause a few. Uh, may, we might even get an email from someone. I, I don't know, but um, cyclists uh, get a particularly bad rap for uh, when they cycle on the path. Um, as, a, as an occasional cyclist myself, the state of some of the roads sometimes do mean I think it's absolutely right. I know it's not alleged. It, actually a legal thing to do you're supposed to cycle on the road but the absolute state of some of the roads at times mean they're completely unsuitable for people to cycle on mm. absolutely yeah i mean the, the difference between going over a pothole in your car and potentially bursting your tire or down yeah. you know causing some fairly expensive damage in some cases or going through hitting a pothole when you're cycling and coming off <laughs> yeah. and breaking both your legs yeah. or smacking your head is um is, is a lot different so you can't really blame cyclists for for not <laughs> going on some no. of the roads around here um thankfully there are uh, some brave people or should we call them ballsy people who have uh, we'll been ballsy. highlighting potholes <laughs> across the country for uh, to, to to make sure that cyclists and drivers don't accidentally ride through them 
Like if uh, someone in Essex has been spray painting giant penises. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Didn't this happen in Surrey as well in Guildford? Did I think. It happen in yeah. Surrey too? I don't. I've just said this is a yeah. Someone in Essex done it in an attempt to get the county council to take action. And to <laughs> get so, Are we um, endorsing this as a I, I mean, I'm process. not endorsing it, no, no, obviously, uh, kind of spray painting any publicly owned surface would probably count as an act of vandalism, so I'm certainly not encouraging it. Funny, though. Um, but it is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, for, for our good operating health and safety reasons, going out to the middle of the road to try and spray paint oh. it, you'll be focusing nicely on your artwork and not notice if a car comes, so yeah, absolutely. we should point that out. Ball of public health and safety. <laughs> but yes, that's um, the pothole situation in Reading. Um, there will be repairs um, over the course of the year, but also the state of the roads does mean that other roads will probably deteriorate over that same time, and yeah. so it will be a constant, endless process. And um, who knows what money will be available in the future for this? Um, it's actually a fairly serious issue that is going to be very, very difficult to to overcome so yeah. in the next few years we're, we're, we're just going to be used to having pole road yeah. until someone I'm very sorry for making making light of it <laughs> it's a serious it's very issue. serious <laughs> great grave voice this is a very serious issue I do remember yeah, when you're I, right it is though I do remember when I was a lad um, they used to just resurface entire roads they, they, they didn't used to worry about the holes they just, they'd just take the surface off and resurface the entire thing not a problem. Yeah. You know, do that. I think that's what um, that's what these roads plans that the council are doing. They are they are resurfacing rather than right. particularly fixing potholes. Um, yeah, and so uh, you know these these sort of major roads will you know they'll close off little bits, do yeah. little stretches at a time. I would guess because um, otherwise we're just going to have even more traffic. Yeah, we need more. Um, but there's little closes and stuff as well, which which will get done as well. Thanks, Hugh. Um, that was great. Uh, not bad for your first first one back. It's been three, four weeks since we've had a Fort Explains It All. So it's, yes, uh, it's a local election soon, so we're going to oh. get a good one. Oh. Good one we'll uh, we'll uh, put two hours by for that one, shall we? I'm going to, yes, reach out each, read out each bio of each candidate. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. We won't let him. Don't worry. Um, okay, thanks, guys. Uh, now we've got a pre-recorded interview with Charlie Beatty, Anne-Marie Beatty, and John Luther, who are the team behind... The Craft Theory Festival. Roll the tape. Grumpy Goat this morning to talk to Anne-Marie and Charlie about the Craft Theory Festival. These are the guys behind the Craft Theory Festival, which was in Reading on at South, South Street Art Centre on Friday and Saturday. Um, hi guys, how are you? Hey. Yeah, good. Hey. It's a bit early, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got my coffee on the shelf. Yeah, just, uh, yeah looking at me. Yeah. I, this is, as you mentioned uh, on, a, on a previous effort to record this, is a little bit like an adult sweet shop, and you're going to have to yeah. try very hard not to get me to go out with yeah. a load of beer, which uh, 
which I don't think you'll have to try very hard. But it's almost uh, the weekend. You, yeah, you're allowed. You're allowed. It, yeah, yeah. Sunshine, everything. <laughs> um, I should just say, uh, we are the shop is actually open this morning. So if uh, it does feel a little bit like we're stopping and starting, uh, it's because we've got actual customers coming in. So I just wanted to make anybody listening to this aware in case it sounds like it's even worse production values than usual. <laughs> um, so guys, uh, the idea behind Craft Theory, Craft Theory Festival, how did, how did it come about? Yeah, so... Um, Basically, it evolved out of a conversation like most things do. Um, John Luther, who runs South Street Arts Centre, a um, well-known uh, face in the community, um, uh, is one of our customers. We, we had a conversation, and the conversation led into an idea, an idea snowballed, and then it became Craft Theory and, uh, yes, Craft Beer and Music Festival, um, sort of fusing uh, yeah, our interests together. It, it was it was good, because I, I managed to get a bit of a last-minute ticket, so I, oh, I came down, okay. and it's your... Was your the second time you've done it? Yes, yes, second year, and uh, going well. Yeah, so it, it was sold out, wasn't it, both days, I think? Was it was, it? yeah. Um, so this year we, we added the extra Friday session. It was a one-day event last year, yeah. um, and it felt you know like a natural thing to do. And again, it's sold out, so we better think again. <laughs> yeah, so as, as I mentioned, I was I was there on the Friday. So what, what was it like for you guys behind the scenes? How do you, how do you think it went? Uh, it went really well as far as we're concerned. We got uh, amazing feedback from both um, punters and the breweries. Um, uh, and it was just a generally a really nice vibe people being down there. Everyone was absolutely lovely. It just it just it made the whole thing sing really well. It, it seemed it did seem to go very well. Everybody seemed oh, to be enjoying themselves. There were some really lovely, lovely, lovely beers. I wanted to ask, how did you decide on the breweries? Because there were some real different varieties there. You had some local, you had one from Yorkshire, I think a couple from, from across the channel as well. How did you how do you decide who comes along? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's quite important to grow the festival with this. The, the, I think the, the, the formula I guess I've 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 used last year and the one we used we used this year was um, having some big hitters. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, in, you know, uh, some local breweries as well, and then some from across the sea, and then some unknowns as well. Really, yeah. there's a few like Butilias. Uh, turning point very very new to the to the to the beer scene really. Then obviously you've got local breweries, Siren. Um, Wild Weather, Elusive Brew, Siren yeah. Elusive actually sponsored the festival this oh, year. Great, they were great. they were on the glassware and everything, which is great. Um, and uh, yeah, and then uh, I, I think Dutch beer is being really underrepresented in the UK right now, so that's quite a big appeal of ours to kind of bring over that our so, love of Dutch beer. So we had De Krom Herring there, yes. and uh, Butcher's Tears from Amsterdam. So that was great. You're, you're talking to a grown man who walked away with a bright pink Disco King. Uh, uh, which his wife was not best pleased about for the following morning. <laughs> it was twelve quid, so yeah, hey, exactly. I think definitely uh, more more merchandise with beer names on them. Would yeah, be, would be and I think yeah, exactly. They're reasonably priced. So what would you pay for a t-shirt on the high street? Yes, you, know, <laughs> you can advertise a brewery, and you know it's a bit of iron, irony, really. Yeah, yeah. I can't dance. No. I, I came away with a hat from De Crom Herring. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> did, did all the breweries, all the, all the guys that came down, did they all have a have a good festival? Did they all enjoy themselves? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've already, you know, we've, we've done sort of the roundup, and everyone's uh, saying, you know, oh, let's come back next year. Yeah. The atmosphere was fantastic, you know, and I think that's what it's trying to make, you know, make that atmosphere just work well for the breweries and for the punters, yeah. and, and you know, and the sun came out, which it yeah. did the same last year. That was, that was amazing, mm. and and. Just really trying to make it just a, a feel-good sort of 
festival and everyone had yeah. a smile on their face and that at the end of the day if we can achieve that we've achieved our goal so it, it seemed to me like it, it sort of it was just exactly on the right weekend the sun came out and suddenly everybody was lifted by it and oh we've got this festival to go to let's let's just go and enjoy ourselves and, and it, yeah, it just it just seemed to have that yeah, kind of vibe pe- of that. people spilling outside and stuff yeah, in the, yeah 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 i think we did get turfed inside at, at about 10 o'clock i think but hey you know it's uh Look after the neighbours. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, and how did the cheese go? Because I saw you guys in the corner. I didn't actually buy any cheese. I was too busy. I'd had dinner, so I was too busy drinking. Oh yeah, no, the cheese sales were pretty good. Um, I think we had a nice sort of selection of food across the festival. Yeah. Um, sort of uh, indie burger we brought over from Tenby in Pembrokeshire. Um, uh, Indian street food from Chat in Oxford. Yeah. Um, they all went down really well. Great. Yeah. They all had a good. And we also, we had um, uh, we are friends this year, so they're, they're a vegan um, a vegan pop up. They've been doing things at Milk Bar, yeah. and they said, "Can we can we be at the festival?" I'm like, "Yeah," and that's the <laughs> idea. We wanted to support other local businesses, yeah. and you know, and and um, yeah, and they had lots of great chats about about you know, uh, you know, people really interested in their in their products, and um, yeah, it was all all good. So would you next next year? Are you sort of thinking same breweries, or are you going to mix it up a little bit? Is it is it safe for saying thanks for coming? We don't know. Or uh, well, we sort of have a look and see what we've got and see what's yeah. going on. Um, obviously, we like to have breweries back again, but we're also limited on space, so yes. we're going to try and mix, get a balance of mixing it up, and um, and and being loyal to our good that, breweries. That brings me nicely on to my uh, just my last question: expansion plans. What's uh, what's because yeah. clearly you've sold out. Well, we, we've just, we, 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 yeah, we were a tiny bit late meeting you this morning because yeah, we just right. arrived back from uh, debriefing with John o- and John and Michael over at South Street, actually. Um, yeah, the, there's potential that it, it may move. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's, you know, obviously we, we need to do a bit more analysing, a bit more thinking about uh, what we, what we want to do with it. But yeah, it's, it's definitely not going anywhere. It's definitely going to happen next yeah. year. So it's whether it happens at South Street or another new venue or another new venue yeah 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 um yeah but um or we do more sessions i don't yeah. know there's, there's things in the mix but um yeah watch this space and you know uh, the uh tickets will be on sale uh, in the not too far future <laughs> can i just ask you about the, the where we're stood now so we're, we're in the grumpy goat we're in harris arcade and this is obviously a, a passion of yours that's something how did it start how did the grumpy goat start as a business um well it was sort of driven from a passion of the two things really yeah um both Amory and I had chosen to leave our our so-called careers um and sort of worked out that there was a market in Reading for both um <laughs> set up a tiny little shop um with with a few products and sort of expanded and grown from that point um yeah still uh, very passionate yeah I guess one of those silly ideas that you have you know, oh this could work yeah. and then it you know it has and it, I think we're we're fairly invested in the community now, and it's and it's that's a great thing about what we're doing here. And you know, we've seen like customers' kids sort of grow up along the way and things like that. And we we know, yeah, a lot of a lot of great. There's a lot of great people in, yeah. in the Reading community who really really want to support what we're doing, support craft theory, and and you know, and things like that. And I think there's lots more festivals happening in Reading than there was say five years ago, which I think that's you know, and really cool. I think we, we do through, through a variety of reasons through through myself through through Jenny whose dad's involved at, uh, at Reading Camera and the beer festival. Mm. We do end up talking I think a little bit too much about beer on the podcast itself. <laughs> I think if it was a beer podcast, no one necessarily necessarily be surprised. But I don't think it's an accident that that kind of thing happens because Reading does seem to me to be quite a vibrant scene for that kind of thing. Do you think? Would you agree? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you've even got you know the history. Stand back for the history of the three Bs, and you know, yeah. obviously. Yeah. 
uh, bulge biscuits and, and brewing. Was it beer? Beer. 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 Gosh, how long is it? I think it's 26, is it? 26, 25 years. Something, something like, like that. Yeah. But yeah, obviously great. I mean, I think it's like the third biggest camera festival in the country. I, I don't, again, <laughs> don't quote me on no, that. I, no. I, I'm thinking it. <laughs> it's definitely but, one of the largest. But that's coming up in a few weeks as well. Yeah. So yeah, more more beery goodness to look forward to. <laughs> and I mean, I, I end up tending to come in here on Christmas Eve in a last minute beer shop and you guys are absolutely rammed and there's barely anything on the shelves. Yeah. I still find something, but you know, it, it, yeah, that it's, must it's, be great. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's a great feeling. I mean, I, we kind of really look forward to Christmas. I mean, it's a manic time in the shop yeah. and we end up having about five or six staff in here, which is yeah. insane if, you, yeah, if you've ever uh, been yeah. to the Grumpy <laughs> Go. <laughs> um, but it's, again, it's, 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 and, you know, cues for cheese and it's, it's yeah, again, it's, it just, it's a nice feeling. And yeah. then on, on Christmas Eve, Sit down, have a beer, chill yeah. out, and go. All oh, right, <laughs> we made it. There we, there we go. We survived another year. Yeah. Surely you haven't got anything left to drink. Yeah. yeah. Just squirrel stuff Stops, away as you yeah. go along. <laughs> we've got a, we've got a back storage. <laughs> can I can I just ask you one last question? Um, why the grumpy goat? What's the, the thing behind the name? Because it's a great name, but uh, it's, it was just quite silly, really. I think when we when we set up, we were it was before the craft beer scene kicked off um, proper and so it was more sort of traditional real ales yeah um so it was kind of the connotations of grumpy old men drinking beer and then we were a cheese shop as well so it was kind of how do we put the two together so grumpy goat sort of fair enough fell out of that bought the domain and yeah. there, there, there we go and that, <laughs> that's the thing once you've got the domain certificate that's <laughs> it, really, it exactly <laughs> Charlie and Amory, thank you very much for, t- for the time. Yeah, um, cheers, Tom. I should just add um, on the on the regular podcast, I do say that John is here. Uh, John is not here. You haven't heard him, so um, <laughs> but he was going to be, and, and just through a variety of things, he's not. But hi, John. Thanks for uh, putting your name to it. That was <laughs> cheers, um, cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for coming. Charlie Beatty, Anne-Marie Beatty, and John Luther talking to us about the Craft Theory Festival at the weekend. Um, I did that one at the Grumpy Goat. Have you guys been to the Grumpy Goat? I have, yes. It's great. It is fantastic. It's all the beer. And a, a all the cheese. Or a bit of cheese. I'd like there to be more cheese. But yeah, definitely all the beer. I'd always like there to be more cheese. There's never Which enough cheese. Which brings me nicely on to... Oh, hang on, you're getting out of, uh, out of sync. Oh We've got a schedule. We've got oh, a schedule. Should we do events first? I'm not reading the script. Let's um let's know let's do okay. events first. We can come back to it later. Talking about cheese. <laughs> um, this weekend, um, it, it, it's already started. Um, by the time this comes out, is uh, the inaugural Reading Cheese Feast, uh, which is happening at Forbury Gardens. Mm. You know, blue collar street food that organises yeah. the Wednesday market and the big food markets over the weekend in Forbury Gardens at the summer. Um, they have tried something new. Um, and have launched a specialist cheese festival. There's going to be mac and cheese, raclette, um, halloumi fries, 
I'm now struggling to think of any other different type of cheese. There's going to be 15 different stalls. So there'd be lots of cheese options. I'm really looking forward to it. So it kind of feels like this is the worst weather to eat cheese in. I really don't think there's a good weather or a bad weather. Do you not think so? I think it needs needs to be raining and (laughs) dark. And then I can wrap a duvet around myself and just get an entire baked camembert and a baguette. I'm doing that one day. Often it's me and my wife often share a camembert, but one day I'm eating a whole one by myself. And then going to sleep. Yes. I... uh, (laughs) Dream Cleverly married a man that doesn't like cheese, so I get the calendars for myself. You are just thinking too ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. It's all up there. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's happening. It's already started. It opened on Thursday at eleven a.m. It's running uh, from eleven a.m. daily until Sunday, April twenty-second. I think you spoke to Glenn a little bit about it yeah. weeks ago, didn't a few you? Weeks Glenn ago. Dinning from from uh, Blue Collar, uh, and there'll be also be dessert, cheesecake, in full of cheesecake. Or if you are a savoury fan, they'll just be cheese balls. Good, okay, fine. Good. Um, so that's one of the events happening this week. We've also got the Contemporary Art Fair at Rivermead Leisure Complex, which is running on Saturday and Sunday from 10am each day. It's open to 6 on Sunday and 5 on Sunday. Can I ask six a stupid question? Yes. What's contemporary art? It's all different types of art, but kind of like by your contemporary, so it's not like, it's, it's not Van Gogh, Van Gogh's. Are we going to have another pronunciation? No, I don't think so, because no, we don't think we know the answer to that one. Art. It's by <laughs> artists that are alive, and they're going to be there with their work. Some of it's quite modern, some of it's sculptures, some of it's like pottery. It could be anything, just art. Um, that's open. It costs £7 on the door to get in, um, and there are going to be lots of, lots of things to buy there if you're looking for a unique piece of art to hang in your living room or hallway or wherever else you want art shed perhaps then (laughs) (laughs) probably not your shed um then that's going on something that really really caught my eye which we are getting into that into that time of year now is that um russell farm is hosting a series of bluebell walks uh in support of the ms society so it is a free event but they are hoping that people will donate um, to the to the MS Society. Um, so at Russell Farm, which is in Scratch Face Lane in Bradfield, uh, is running from 11 to 5 on Saturday and Sunday. There are a load of different routes depending on what kind of length or distance you want to walk. There are routes specifically designed for people in wheelchairs or with prams. And uh, yeah, just really lovely if you're looking to get out and stretch your legs with a family, have a look at all the bluebells that are starting to come into bloom. Really nice. I'd love to live in Scratch Face Lane. <laughs> what a place when you're telling people you live in Scratch Face Lane. Unfortunately, it's in Bradfield, which means I won't be able to live there. Because <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just to recap, Jane, so the Cheese Feast is Friday to Sunday this weekend. Yeah, the, Thursday to Sunday, yeah. Sorry, Thursday oh, to Sunday. The Contemporary Art Fair is on Saturday and Sunday, Saturday and Sunday at Rivermead, and the Bluebells Walk is... Also Saturday and Sunday. Lovely, in Bradfield. In Bradfield, yeah. Lovely. And there are loads of other events this weekend, so take a look at the Get Reading website if you haven't if you haven't decided what you're doing. Great. Um, we have got a big selection for you this weekend. Go have a look. A good one. Um, it is now time for the sort of famous, I haven't got a jingle for this, if anybody wants to write a jingle, it's the random question. Can you pass me the I love reading joke? <laughs> So the random question for anybody who doesn't know is where we 
I, because I didn't live here, I didn't grow up here, I pick out a random question submitted by any, all three of us. Um, and I ask the question, and the team, Jenny and Hugh, have to answer with their memories about Reading. Uh, and it went really well last time, because Jenny couldn't think of anything, and then Hugh <laughs> came to the rescue with a story about Danny Baker. So we'll see how we do. Um, so we've used the I Love Reading mug, £15 at Is It Art. Really? Yep. You bought two of them. I did. Well, I saw you coming. Expensed it. So I picked the first one. Here we go. <laughs> the random question this this week is: interesting things on Broad Street. Ooh. Right. Well, we've done Sam's rap. Sam's rap. I did see a, f- a fantastic uh, a pair of buskers actually last week. I can't remember what they were called, but they were so fantastic. I've stopped and watched them for about 15 minutes and then gave you gave them a little bit of money but um they were playing kind of classical string guitars yeah but they were doing very modern songs i think it was a bruno mars song that they were doing um but it was it, it was absolutely fantastic they had a huge crowd as well and you get a lot of really good buskers along broad street yeah. don't you but even like just the just the kids playing their guitar and singing you often like young lads um you often get the the pan flutes. There are there are some there's some good music along Broad Street. It's a shame that there there are a few places in Reading that they can play, but it would be nice if there was kind of somewhere. If they yeah, there was a bit more. There was a bit, bit more for them. A bit more for for young people to, or just anyone unsigned actually yeah. playing in Reading. So you've got Oakford. They do they do gigs in Purple Turtle, Face Bar. That's where I spent a lot of my childhood in Face, Face Bar. Face Bar, God. What was the snooker snooker club above Colours? No, it wasn't Colours. There was a snooker bar above Face Bar that we used to go to. They had like an underage night on a Friday. Anyway, I interesting don't places. Of well, I used to go out in Reading. Most, most places did underage nights. <laughs> <laughs> interesting things in Broad Street. Is the Hobgoblin in Broad Street? The it's old Hobgoblin, now called the Ale House, yes. Yes. Um, I used to like the name Hobgoblin when it was that many years ago. Um, I believe it was frequented, one of the many pubs in Reading frequented by the late, great, legendary Robin Friday, who got up to all sorts of antiques <laughs> in that place. Um, I think he was probably banned from it. Um, he was banned from most places. Um, but yes, yeah, so Hobgoblin is a kind of magical creature, isn't it? So yes, I always, yes. I always liked that, that image, his yeah. character in Spider-Man as well. Yes, and it's uh, it's one it's one of those sort of pubs that you kind of have to see to believe as well if you've ever been in there. Yeah, it's, it's covered um, in floor to ceiling with beer mats. Yeah, and all walls. of the they've got like these sort of cubby holes. Yeah, and they've sort of all been written on and stuff. And, and I think that's right. I can't remember now. Earlier on, you asked me if we spent too much time talking about beer and pub the yeah. And yeah. I said no because Reading does beer and pubs really really well. But yeah. that's the second, Se- third, third, second or third. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, where was the statue of the shopping bags? Was that in Broad Street? Do you remember that? I. You remember it? Did, my mum knows about it. Yeah, my mum nearly got through the podcast without <laughs> mentioning. Um, I was reading about it the um, for another story the other day. Um, I could tell you where it was. I wonder if it might have been around. Now I'm thinking about it. Whether it was in Queen's Wharf. Where the cartwheeling kids are, but maybe no. It must. I feel like it must have been somewhere a bit more central than that. 
I just did a quick Google search and I can't find I can't anything find about it. it no. If you if you know where the shopping bag statue used to be, because there was talk about getting it back out of the cupboard, wasn't there? Yeah. And putting it yes. somewhere. That was, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was what I, how I found about it the other day. Um, they've got all sorts of memorabilia and old coats of arms and stuff that they took out of the old council building and mm. they've just got it in, in a in a storage somewhere and they they want to. <laughs> one of their vague stock. ideas. One of their vague ideas is to put it back into various things around town, but obviously they don't have any money to do it, so they need some people to come forward to host it for free or pay for it. Of course, Broad Street is also the gateway to Smelly Alley. Oh, I love Smelly Alley. I love Smelly Alley. Well, some like loads and loads of fruit and veg from yeah. uh, from Dudman's and Smelly Alley yeah. last week as well. That was really good. Get some really interesting stuff in there. Like you can get lemongrass for so cheap in Dudman's and Smelly Alley. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. It's so like expensive in Tesco. I don't know what lemongrass is. Mm. He does. Until you grow up in Bracknell. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mean it. If you're we, from we grow in West Berkshire. We I grow we grow lemongrass in our garden. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, also, the carousel, the little carousel in Broad Street. Have you ever been on that? I've been on it a couple of times when I was a kid. What's that? It's like a teeny tiny, it's like a, a, a tiny carousel for children. <laughs> it's been there forever. It has, it has been there forever. Oh, but we need to talk about the flower man. Have you ever bought flowers from Broad Street Flowers? Where's that? On Broad Street. Have you ever been to Red? <laughs> <laughs> he is fantastic. Well, they all are. It's not just a bloke that works there. There are sometimes a couple of women. But you go up to him and you say, I've bought a bunch of flowers to take to my grandma. I want to spend 15 quid. I want it to be pink and purple. And he will put together the most beautiful bouquet. And, you know, if you've got a bouquet of that size from somewhere like Marks and Spencer or mm. or one of the interfloral somewhere, which costs you about £45, he gives you so many flowers and they're beautiful. So, yeah, the carousel, potentially the shopping bag statue... The buskers and the uh, Sam's wraps and, and the flowers. He's got another one. I've got another one of old. Oh, modern music. Oh yeah. I used to love going into modern music when I was a young young man, keen to learn how to play the guitar. You know that scene in Wayne's World where he goes in and yeah. he's got like his dream guitar and he's like he gets it down and then plays it and then puts it back on the shelf. Me and my mates, we used to do that. Once we can play the guitar, I, I, I can't. I have a guitar, and I have had lessons many years ago, but I can't, I would play it in public. <laughs> it was a cool shop, though. I'd always remember that being there, and and just sort of walking around Broad Street Mall, really, in, as a as a teenager, just trying to kill time. And Virgin Megastore as well. Oh, that was in, that was in, that was in Broad Street. Uh, yes. What's there now? Uh, Metro Bank. Metro, Metro Bank. Bank yes. It's a. I love. I love Metro Bank. It's like my favourite. Your favourite bank. Your favourite yeah. bank. <laughs> <laughs> I've just remembered another. This isn't Broad Street related at all. I don't. But there was Metro another Bank. little um, shop. I think in the Bristol and West Arcade called Rock Around. Rock Around. Yes. That I was got, brilliant. I've been there. I got um, when they used to do seventies nights at uh, <laughs> Utopia. <laughs> <laughs> when, you got, when you got some gear from there. And, Some great earrings from there. They did just like very cool kind of clothes and accessories. If you were a bit of a emo slash alternative kid, as I was, Every, all the kids were emo. <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> and I but I also went to army cadets, and there was a kind of an army uh, store there where I used to get my cam cream and my mess tins and uh, the little twisty things that 
kept the bottoms of your trousers above your boots. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was in its day. It was, it was, it was like there was Harris Arcade on, and um, and and the Bristol and West, West Arcade where we were sort of home of quirk. Yeah. In, in Reading, where you could just go for shops which weren't chain stores and fun. Oh, now it's going to be flats. It's going to be flats and. Harris Arcade still going strong though, thankfully. Yep, very interesting little place. The um, the vinyl shops down there are, yeah. as someone who knows nothing about vinyl <laughs> at all, um, apart from it definitely sounds better <laughs> than modern inventions. Oh. Um, it's very cool to go in there and look around. And there's two, isn't there? There's, there's, there's Is there? You get, I always go in there. I, I do go in there occasionally, and then remember I don't have uh, an LP player, so it's pointless. <laughs> But it seems like a good idea, yeah. But yeah, the, the, you know, independent shops are what make high streets and Absolutely. shopping areas exciting. If, you, if everywhere was um, Next or River Island or these very competent, useful places, but they, they, they lack kind of local, yes. local identity. And not forgetting the uh, Grumpy Goat is in Harris Arcade as well. It is indeed, yes. Well worth a visit. Thanks, guys. This has been fun. It's been nice to have you back, isn't it, Jenny? Um... Mm, yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> I mean, it was great last week. It was great. It really was. Three's a crowd, eh? Yeah. Are you, are you off again soon? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. No, I'll, I'll do my usual thing of not taking any holiday until about November, and then someone will pin me down and make me fill out a form and make me not come to work and read council agendas. And... You can still read the council agenda yeah. at home. Oh, true, yes. The internet's a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it has been nice to have you back. Yeah, it's been great. Nice. Um, if you want to get involved in the show, you can follow and write to us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod. You can look us up on Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast. And if you are able to, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes, five star only. Not interested in the others. <laughs> There's no point. There's just no point. Perfect or nothing. Yes. I think this That's is... my motto. <laughs> it's the very words you live by. Absolutely. Usually nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you know anyone you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. Uh, only prerequisite is that they must live or work in the town, and most importantly, they must love Reading. We've had a few people contact us lately about being on the podcast, so hopefully we'll be able to bring them to you soon um, and maybe actually get organised and be able to let you know in advance who's coming on. That would be great, but... Not for now. One day. One day. One day. No, start slow. Can I quickly add something? Is it about cricket? It's about potholes. <laughs> okay, I'll allow it. I'm, I just thought it would be, it'd be quite to feature some of Reading's most spectacular potholes on the Get Reading website. So if anyone has a particularly impressive crater in their road, um, they, can, they can take a picture of it safely when there are no cars coming. Um, and email it to, to me. I'm Hugh, which is H-U-G-H dot Fort, F-O-R-T, at trinitymirror.com, and we will um, perhaps present a gallery of Reading's most impressive potholes. Rogue potholes, rogue gallery, like it. And if you see any weird peanuts painted around them, definitely take a picture. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, any, any innovative design. Yes. <laughs> Anything painted around a pothole, we're interested in. Or remember it's vandalism. Yes, don't do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> just take pictures of it um, that's all for now uh, we will see you in a week bye, bye. hello I'm Anne-Marie and I'm from the Grumpy Goat and this is Charlie and you are listening to The Real